welcome to So Regrind. This is episode 18. Uh, I'm the host, Afra Kiwi. That's my manager name, better known by Joel. And I'm joined, as always, by Jack, uh, manager name, Jack Hammond444. If you haven't yet started on your So Rare journey, but you're keen to, uh, make sure that you sign up with someone's referral link. Uh, ours is in our Twitter bio. That's at So Rare Grind on Twitter. Uh, but if you have a friend that's playing, use theirs. Uh, Jack, what? Uh, well, we've, it's been actually quite an action-packed last couple of game weeks. Um, what has your been take on? Has been your take rather on uh, game week two nine two and two nine three? I'm somewhat satisfied, mate. So uh, I've actually experienced my first two uh, threshold rewards, which uh, I both got consecutively, which is uh pretty sweet kim young bin actually nearly got me towards the upper threshold which i was pretty excited about in in the most recent game week in 293 so i'm i'm man we've come full full circle here come full circle well what do you mean by that mate yeah like well you know we're talking about him being you know on the the uh what was it what did, what did they even call, even call the that bin segment? segment it was like the basically the the, the trash, <laughs> the rubbish bin. It was the rubbish bin, yeah. Yeah. We done, haven't done a rubbish bin yeah. in a while. And uh, he, he was the initial rubbish bin, but he's turned it around. I know, I had faith in the, the lad, bro. Like, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, so... That's rubbish. <laughs> you, 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 you only had faith in him once he started turning it around. Yeah, which is exactly when I bought him. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got, like, the 8% experience boost on him and everything. And uh, in actual fact, he was, like almost getting towards a dark green score against John Buck of all teams, like a pretty solid team in the K-League. So I was like, go on, lad. It was, it was pretty nice to see. Unfortunately, uh, he lost his clean sheet in the last minute of the game, um, which didn't really matter because I think when uh, Gang One conceded the goal against John Buck, the score, I my total score for my All-Star Rare team was on 240 points. So it's now gone down to like 229, which is what it's at now after the goal was conceded. So it didn't really matter in the whole grand scheme of things. Maybe if he kept the clean sheet, that would have looked like good for Kim Young-bin individually because his price maybe he would have appreciated because his uh, average score would be higher and his like L5 or L15 or whatever. But I don't know. We take it. We take it. So we're, we're happy with the, you know, getting that little uh, ETH, you know, the... 0.17 ETH or whatever it is, so that might be wrong, but um, nah, I'm happy about that, man. Uh, also, I think I've just made a couple mistakes in my lineups. Uh, the previous two game weeks in 292 and 293, uh, I think a lot of my players individually performed quite well. Like, for instance, um, Mulich, this most recent game week, week um, John Jin Woo also did really well against Daegu. Uh, but yeah, there were also a few teams and players that let me down specifically Daegu against Seon Blowings I was hoping that uh Hong Jong-un could have like a, a haul against a like not very traditionally good attacking side in Seon Blowings this season anyway uh so I don't know a few let downs here and there but pretty solid I think I'm just walking away with two thresholds and maybe like a tier three in these two game weeks so probably not like the best I've ever received in terms of rewards but you know it's it's better than nothing yeah, I mean your rewards are actually not too dissimilar from mine. Um, I uh, was also very let down by not by Daegu actually that um, they were particularly poor, but I was let down by the Gimcheon guys, especially this midweek. 
Quan Chang Hoon. I don't know, don't know what the problem is, but he is completely trash for Kim Jeon. He is just like there's a reason he's always in the L fifteen forty basket, and he just can't blim and buy a decisive. This guy, he had a chance actually. I don't know if you saw the game, Jack, mm. but he had it. Yeah, did you see the chance? Yeah, are you talking about the one in the first half? It kind of just went straight at the keeper. It was like really early in the game. He, he kind of was. Um, it was a nice like little chip ball over the top to him, and he sort of tried to hit it on the turn and just pretty much completely shanked it with his left foot, and it just kind of bobbled to the keeper. Mm. I think it might have been given as a big chance missed, but he has been a real disappointment. Um, but I see, share your frustrations in just not having like the right players in the right lineups. That that really let me down as well. Um, oh, midweek was um, a bit of a basket case, um, but like you, uh, I was really uh, basically stoked to uh, get to the lower threshold with only four outfielders with no no playing rear keeper, and uh, for me it was. Uh, the superb dynamic duo in Suwon FC, not Suwon Bluings, but Suwon uh, FC midfield, Park Juho and Jong Jae Yong, mate, those guys are absolute legends. Um, just just take a look at Jong Jae Yong's, you know, r- recent stats, mate. That guy, since he since they brought him into the starting lineup, I don't know what what was going through the manager's head early in the season, but you look at the uptick in form that Suwon have had. You know, and the correlation of that with um, him starting, phenomenal. Um, he is like a, a shoo-in to my team every week. He's just been in such great form. And uh, yeah, the two of them, the two uh, midfield centre mids in their thirties, I think. Park Jeho's thirty-five, Jong Jae Yong's thirty-one, thirty-two. Golden oldies, mate. And they're, they're certainly golden. Uh, I had. <laughs> Two other guys come off the bench. Bolthouse, for whatever reason, started that game on the bench. Kim Seung Day was rotated for Pohang against terrible Gimcheon. And uh, yeah, we got there. Um, but frustration and other lineups. Um, I don't know. Doesn't need to be much more said. Even in the casual league, I had a great start with Seol Yong Woo getting that 75 for Ulsan. Jordan Morris for Seattle getting a 70, and then the other three guys were just just bang average. Uh, Marillo for Suwon not playing, being benched. Kwon Chang Hoon ruining a lineup yet again. Uh, just, oh yeah, Veldweik being out. That underdog was a joke. Holy cow, that was probably the worst underdog attempt I've ever had. So, pretty, pretty tragic. Pretty tragic uh, midweek. And uh, I think, yeah, literally just the eighth, um, the upper threshold from last weekend, at least, um, with uh, Bolthouse having a f- phenomenal 91 at home against Gimcheon, but disappointingly missing out on what could have been a rare, rare reward, actually. Could have won a tier three rare had Blimmin' Higashiguchi not done the dumb thing and given away a 97th minute penalty to go from the clean sheet 60 plus points to a 13.9 giving away the penalty and not keeping a clean sheet so tragic um but anyway it's a new week there's uh plenty of good stuff going on this week 
Um, Jack, do you want to take us through perhaps what what's your best team, like the team you're most hopeful about for this game week 294? Okay, well, let me just pull it up now. Um, I think I'm sticking to like pretty similar lineups that I've done for the past few game weeks, just since Asia's been back from that little break. Uh, pretty excited for the rare going for the going for the three peat in terms of three shot rewards. Excited about that. Uh, I think my special team is pretty interesting. I know that um, you know there's a lot of players to choose from now since Europe is back, but I've got a few. Uh, I suppose debutants making an appearance in my specialist. I've got uh, Kim Ji Hyun, the uh, Kim Shion Ford, who is probably more <laughs> threatening than uh, the Quang Chong Hoon Meister. I think that's his name. Who's been underperforming? Not a huge amount more. He's been a bit of a fraud for me as well. <laughs> yeah, because that, that combo, those two have been like a, a sort of supposed no-brainer combo. You know, same team, link up. No. Yeah. Anyway, well, my two L fifteen forty players. Uh, in my specialist, um, are playing against each other. So I've got Mulich and I've got Kim Ji Hyun. So I'm hoping that game is going to end like 17-16. Um, that would be like a pretty <laughs> decent result for me. Um, yeah, I'd love that, eh? Yeah, that I'd love just, a 17-16 in the K-League. Yeah. Just, I, I don't care who I have. It could be a game that I have a defender and, and a goalkeeper in and it's my favorite lineup. If there's a 17-16, I'd be all for that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I hope Mulich gets all 17 goals for Xiongnam <laughs> and they win the game and there's no assists and um, everyone else scores a zero. Yeah, that'd be great. So anyway, regardless, so I've got them as my like limitation players. And then I'm going to give um, Sugenu and Fukumori a try. That's like a very massive differential. But um, I've got like other defensive stacks and like... Um, All-Star in Asia with like Oh Seok Hoon, Hong Jung Hoon and Kim Young Gwan and Jo Kyung Woo. So I'm like, let's go with the constant all defensive stacks. See how that goes. I think Fukumori is due like a belter of a game. And then I've got a debutante in uh, Ken Iwao. I think that's how you pronounce his name from uh, Urawa. Ah, so, I was actually just looking at buying him as well. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, his, his scores are really good. And like considering like alternative players with similar average scores yeah. to him. Like I think he's pretty good. So I was like, oh yeah, let's let's give him a crack. And he's a beast. I think Urawa have a decent fixture. Like I was looking at the expected goals um predicted mm. for this current game week and I think um from an attacking point of view Urawa's like kinda up there compared to other Asia teams anyway. So hopefully he can have a belter on his on his debut for uh Jack Hammond four four four. That'd be that'd be <laughs> sweet. So I'm excited about that. AA. His AA is 18.8 over the last year. See, that's so good. pretty decent. Um, so good. Actually, now that you say that, Joel, I, I was looking at through like some AAs over the past year, like well, um, L40, and I saw that like um, a player you've previously mentioned, probably on the pod and just to me anyway, is Lee Yong. Like, I think Lee Yong is literally second in terms of like all-round score average in the last 40, which is like pretty nuts. Like he honestly used to be such a beast, and I'm wondering if he can kind of replicate like those kind of AA scores for Suwon when he like comes back in place for Suwon Air. Yeah, I mean he, he over the last year AA of twenty three for a fullback, pretty pretty phenomenal. Um, and you do hope that oh, actually that's that's with the adjusted scoring with the oh, okay. adjusted matrix. Um, but even still, without it, it's twenty one point two. But yeah, you do hope that. Um, and interestingly, he's expected I think to start at home to Suwon Blue Wings in the Suwon Derby um, this weekend. Is that even, is that tonight? No, tomorrow night. Um, 
this weekend sometime. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. It would be. He, I mean, he needs it because uh, he wants to be in the uh, Korean national team that goes to the World Cup. I mean, part of his good scores were those from those qualifying games, which were slight mismatches when they're playing like UAE and Iran and Syria. Um, but even still, yeah, he had some pretty amazing scores for for John Book. So he's hoping. Mm. So you, so that's your specialist lineup. So recap again. What's what's your your team of your SO five? So Consadole defensive stack Fukumori mm-hmm. Sigeno, and then I've got Kenny Wow and mm-hmm. <laughs> Mulich and Kim Ji Hyun, who are both playing each other. Seong Nam versus Kim Ji Hyun. So that's like a pretty differential team, and I'm not expecting a lot from it, but I just thought I would like go over it because there's a few uh, debutants. I think like my mm-hmm. America's team is pretty solid. Oh, actually. Um, last in game week 292 I could have received a tier 2 America's reward so nothing that special I think I could have scored maybe 350 points because I started uh, Bowicki over Fernando Miguel mm. which Ouch. was annoying um, and that would just be like a tier 2 he's gone burgers he's gone what do you mean Is it, has he transferred no he's, he's what I've been hearing everywhere is that he's expected that he's done like He's he's like third choice now. Well, they've transferred uh, Walef, who was the previous kind of like third choice. He actually started earlier on the uh, season, but he's gone to like a Ukrainian team, which is playing in Europe somewhere. It might be the Europa League or um, Conference League. So he might play for that team if he becomes a starter, which I don't know, but I still own him. <laughs> so um, I'm not really too sure what the story is, but I did see they bought in another keeper. So I don't know. I would honestly be so triggered if he became the start of that, that new keeper. Supposedly because... that guy is the new backup and Fernando Miguel is supposedly the starter. That, man, it's so irritating. Like so much goalkeeper rotation, man. I literally have had the three Fortaleza keepers and now there's like another one coming in. Like, oh, it's it's been honestly so frustrating. Do you know what, Jack? What? I, I, I bought Fernando Miguel. Because uh, according to Syria Brazil, he will be the starter. He's got him ninety percent. Yeah, I'm uh, subscribed to his Patreon, Syria Brazil, so mm. I, I do follow and get in updates. But um, I think in game week two nine two, I think it might have been like a fifty fifty, um, because Miguel was coming back from right. like an injury. That's what um Syria Brazil reported, and then, I mean, in terms of any resource, I'm probably going to trust him rather than just my my gut, right? So I feel like mm. you know I I think. It was just responsible to pick Bowicki for that reason. But unfortunately, you know, Miguel came back in. But there was a period where Miguel was just like on the bench in reserve and Bowicki was the starter. Like, it's just it's just so mm. irritating having that goalkeeper rotation. Like, and I had both. Well, I've had both for the past couple of weeks. I didn't have Miguel when he was um, like the reserve or whatever. But yeah, since he's came in, it's just been like, oh, like another irritation. Like, why didn't I pick him up? I didn't think he was going to be the starter. He's like 37. Why wasn't he starting before? It's just like all of these things. It's annoying. Well, for me, um, uh, actually, how many lineups have you got? You got 10 lineups? 10 lineups, mate. I'm in the double digits again. 10. Uh, yeah, likewise. So, uh, But no no rare specialist for me. Um, I think I might have the same 10 as you, actually. Um, so my specialist team, that's probably the one I have most hopes for um, before they get ruined by DMPs. Fingers crossed that they don't. Um, I've gone with almost a similar kind of style to you so i've gone with the defensive stack 
but from Urawa, I re-bought Nishikawa and Iwanami after having previously sold them. Because um, I think that their fixture against Nagoya is favourable and they have uh, been improving. I mean, the, their win over Kawasaki was a very solid win. They're on the rise, I think, Urawa. And they also have the Asia Champions League games coming up too, which is just some extra use, which I think they should do well. Um, so anyway, that, that's my defensive stack. Ian Army's my... He's, he's got an L15 of 60. Um, my midfielder that I picked up is my other sort of semi-premium, uh, and I've had him for a little while, and that's Lucas Biglia. Mm. The um, guy who was at uh, Fatih Karagumruk and moved to Istanbul Basaksa here. And uh, all indications are that he'll be playing. They've got a good fixture at home to... Kasim Pasha, Kasim Pasha, I think it is pronounced, um, and uh, yes, I expect that they will uh, win that game, and hopefully, fingers crossed for a clean sheet. But I don't think he's going to be too dependent on that. Uh, and then my L fifteen forty, I'm using Ilichenko from Seoul. I think that's a really kind of no brainer shout. Um, his price has ballooned back up quite a bit. He's not exactly cheap, but I held on to his limited. Um, he came off the bench in midweek. Uh, he hasn't started, I think, a single game yet, but his three decisives in his last three games, one in each, they're against Jeju, who are uh, supposedly COVID-riddled at the moment. And I think, because that's the game that's on tonight, isn't it? Um, so we'll actually know for certain whether... He's starting, um, but I think even if he's on the bench, I'll probably still start him. Yeah, it's night ten ten thirty uh, New Zealand time, seven seven hours away. So yeah, I I think he's a great shout. And then my other L fifteen forty is uh, centre back. We're really mixing up around the world. Uh, we've got J League, K League, Turkish League, and we've also got the Scottish uh, League. Um, centre back for Motherwell, Sondre Johansson. Sondre Johansson, um, centre back from Motherwell. He started the last game, and uh, his partner got sent off. So for sure, he starts the next. They've um, they've got a fairly favourable fixture at home against St Johnston. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, for a clean sheet there. Um, he does tend to score fairly well when they keep a, a clean sheet. So um, yeah, I'm hoping for. Um, at least a clean sheet from Iwanami and Hansen, and then effectively decisive from all the rest. So, yeah, let's go 360. <laughs> Be hopeful for 360 points. Um, I will also just talk about, I and mean, we've got a few other lineups there, but I will just talk about America's lineup that I've I've put putting out America's lineup for the first time in a long time, picking up uh, Fernando Miguel mm. because got a great, he's cheap, great clean sheet record. Um, hearing a lot of confirmation that he's the starting keeper. I uh, picked up Kapishaba because he's cheap as and amazing scores. That's that's spicy deal right there. Yeah. Junior, junior Kapishaba. It's a good like, stack opportunity, I think, there because Kapishaba is so capable of getting those big scores. You know, like he's very mm. decisive, capable. And yeah, I think it's a really good, like, spicy deal. Like, I've, been, I've been following Fortaleza for about the past 20 weeks and yeah like he's he's a good spicy deal because he, he does like to get forward and i think the new so rare scoring matrix will really benefit him too yeah 
yeah what well, it does um looking at the yeah so like old matrix l5 56 l15 52 l40 46 new matrix his l5 goes up by five his l15 goes up by four his l40 goes up by two man honestly he is one of the best options like in terms of value i've like ever seen how can someone be five dollars and have an l5 of like 61 l15 man that that's honestly so good and considering he's 25 as well it's not like he's like 34 on his last weeks man he is honestly such a good option i might just hoard him eh? because i feel like in terms of value for money he is unreal if if it's if if it's rare if I'd noticed it earlier, I probably, like there was an auction for his rear that went for five ninety four bips, so it was what ninety seven euros. I think that would have been actually a very good shout because I mean that guy could be in a, you know a threshold team for for years to come. Like, um, bro, if you filter just as like top all round scores, I mean, recently in the past um, like twenty game weeks, he's had two all round scores where he scored over fifty. I mean, and he's five bucks, yeah. you know, like you just don't see that like ever, like a, a player that is about five bucks that's currently playing pretty much a consistent nailed starter with an all-round score mm. of over 50. I mean, come on, that's unreal. It's so good. The other, the other thing I like is that he seems to have some very good home scores. Um, like if you look at him year to date at home, I and mean, he's, he's DNP'd a few games because that was when they were having a bit more rotation going on given they were playing uh also was it sudamericano or libertadores um but on the home games that he's plays averages 60.3 under the new matrix but old 56.2 so that's that's to me pretty good um so anyway picked him up i picked up uh hobson as it's actually pronounced but robson as an english speaker would read it um he was dirt cheap as well he was he's um, expected to start like 57 burps or something no no it was way less than that it was 20 25 burps so what four four bucks um he he's not exactly prolific but he hasn't been hasn't been playing a lot and actually he's not got too bad a record when he starts um so it's kind of like one every two or three games when he's starting um, so anyway picked him up um, he goes in there uh, with Ricalte mm, I've got him in my um, Americas too yeah very consistent and Kamal Miller from Montreal it was like a referral award I got um, supposedly he's supposed to start and Montreal's been pretty this season so anyway those are those are my lineups um, we can you know brag about how great our lineups have been uh, when we win tons of rewards. <laughs> um, Jack, we'll see where we have where we have time for something that I wanted to touch on about the Surrey Data Leagues, but um, spicy deals. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed, Joel, that you've been shopping like me, mate. Like the past week, we've done a lot of shopping. Mm. Like your roster valuation mm-hmm. has gone up quite considerably, and I'm like getting somewhat envious because you know my goal is to overtake <laughs> you in roster valuation somehow. Rather, don't know. I, <laughs> sure I probably need to work a few more Uber shifts. I think to be honest, <laughs> but yeah, like where's where's all this moolah coming from? Is it have you topped up? Have your players just massively appreciated value? Because I feel like my players are on par with yours, mate. Like I, in I terms of like been going up in value. How where's all this money coming from? Oh, I did add some funds. Okay, nice. Just, uh, just earlier this week 
yeah yeah so mate well i i have been shopping so i i thought i would like go over that and also give some potential spicy deals while i'm at it so joel has got me into baseball ladies and gentlemen he's got me into baseball so i've probably picked up about 200 dollars worth of baseball players there or thereabouts i might be actually a bit inaccurate and actually uh at the time of recording i think i'm placed in the top 100 for the limited uh like all-star baseball pool or whatever like i'm in the top 100 which is pretty good so i'm i'm on for a decent reward that you'd think but joel's been telling me that like the rewards are a bit like all over the shop so i might only get a player worth like a bag of chips but uh yeah we'll, we'll see so I've, I've been enjoying that so i picked up a few baseball players uh am i going to watch any baseball games absolutely not i think baseball is so boring but you know we're, i'm probably the primary reason why i'm playing so rare is to make money and i think there's a lot of opportunity to make money with baseball after joel has educated me so i've, I've picked up a few players uh i've also let's let's go through my transactions so i i saw some uh opportunities while watching the games, I picked up like an, another Incheon Defender. So I've got three rare Incheon Defenders because uh, I think early on the game, this uh, dude named... They are like the quintessential <laughs> golden oldies. The yeah. Defenders. Well, uh, Kim, Kim Jun-Yub, he was on like a 60 after 20 minutes and he's his rare is $10. I mean, like it's diversifying my risk a little bit more because now I've got like multiple Incheon Defenders. So if one's out, then it's probably easy to predict their lineup and I can submit them in a underdog rare or threshold rare team so I, I was like let's just do it there's so low risk let's do it unfortunately he didn't like improve his score throughout the game i think he finished on like a 60 so is what it is i was hoping he'd get like 100 and then his price would go up to a thousand dollars but that unfortunately didn't happen <laughs> um also as well i picked up six kim jung ho's now kim jung ho is the backup keeper for gangwon now john buck versus gangwon game was going on it's the last play of the game and John Buck score. But in the process, um, like there was some major, major contact. I don't know who, who did it, but I kind of thank this person because an opportunity came up. But he, he pretty much just went right through the gang one goalkeeper's knee. Like it looked horrific. Like I was like, dude, he's going to, he might not ever play again. I was thinking that bad. And Yu Sung Hung was in like agony. So I'm like, knee injury, agony. Like this just screams like, you know, Kim Jong-ho is going to come in. So I immediately pick up six of them for like the best price possible. Um, unfortunately, Yu Xiang-hung got up after the game and was limping. So we'll see if he plays the, the next game. But I was like, opportunity there. I could make my investment go like 10x in value because Kim Jong-ho I picked up for like an average price of $9 and his price could go up to like say $50 if he became the starter. So I was like, let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. And if it doesn't work out, then I could just resell them for maybe like eight dollars so i thought the risk to reward ratio was really good so i did that i don't know if it's going to pay off but we'll see so something something i did bit of a spicy deal there but probably not for uh like viewers now i suppose it's just something i saw at the time so maybe if you see a similar circumstance happening um you can pounce on the opportunity too but uh did that i picked up a faithful uh masato murashiga because i thought his price <laughs> was decent value He's, he looks like a spicy deal at the moment joel uh, I picked up a baby face for my threshold team because I'm trying to make a meme threshold team. So I picked up Ma Sang Hoon, uh, the baby. Um, I got a Kaizash really, who actually got a decisive this game. He, he'd been due a decisive, and I was telling Joel um, prior to the game week. So I picked up one of him. Uh, and yeah, I think I, I made a few other transactions here and there, but I pretty much made them solely for like that specific game week. For example, I picked up like Cho Young Wook, 
um, as my under 23 forward because he was the most like premium under 23 forward for game week 293, um, which didn't work out unfortunately, but that's just like another like, you know, big purchase, I, I guess you could say I made, but um, probably not the spiciest of deals in my opinion, but yeah, just thought I would go through that, Joe. I thought that would be of some like interest to maybe some viewers. Mm. Yeah, nice one. Um, in particular, there was one player that I came across um, just as I was looking looking through some um, numbers really um, across the different leagues. It's um, bit like we've been doing, or like I've been doing, not you so much, but like I've been doing with the K League and J League in terms of like working out expected goals against and goals for um i've been setting up the turkish league the uh, scottish league and austrian league um for the same for the coming season and using like last season's data to to kind of give something to start with and i was looking at um the turkish league in particular and i was sure i'd made an error somewhere because there was quite an unusual uh like almost anomaly with with the data around one particular team how they've done like home and away and um it's the team gaziantep um now you're probably not familiar with them jack but um i want to read you out what their their home results were for last season and what their away results were you ready sure mate so at home in 19 games they had 11 wins seven draws one loss Goals for 35, goals against to 17. So pretty solid. They're actually the third best home team. Do you want to guess uh, what their overall position on the table was? Give me a clue. Give me a clue. It was 20 teams. It was 20 teams in the league. Well, it wasn't as high as third, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Let's go seventh. They were 12th. Okay. Because they were the worst away, the worst away team in the league, worse than all the teams that got relegated. <laughs> They won one game away from home in 19, only three draws, and they had 15 losses. So they scored 13 goals, and they had 39 goals scored on them away from home. Wow. The worst worst defense away from home. Uh, eight, eight, well, actually, that wasn't quite the worst. Third worst. Um, but I was looking at this, and I was thinking, surely I've like pulled the data across wrong. It's got 50, uh, 40 points at home, six points away from home over a whole season. <laughs> And yeah, that's actually what happened. And so I was thinking, okay, this must make for some interesting pricing on some of their players, like their defensive players. And so I came across in particular, uh, and he's got the greatest name, um, Puppy Gilabodji. Um, I'm pretty sure he's played in a better league than the Turkish league in the past. I'm sure of it because I'm I'm aware of his name. Like, and I'm pretty sure he has played for the Senegalese national team in the past. Maybe he hasn't. He looks like he's he's been at Gaziantep a while. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I was aware aware of him more than three years ago. Anyway, um, I was looking at his scores from the last year, and if on the salary data you filter by games at home instead of um, away, the difference is actually remarkable. Like. At home, he's averaging like a, a 59.3 under the new matrix. 59.6 under the old matrix. Um, and uh, there was one hilarious game there where he got a... 
he gave away two penalties, <laughs> um, which was like the exception at home. He got a, a, a terrible score there, uh, and another game where he gave away a penalty, and oh, one game where he was he came off the bench against Fenerbahce. But of the games he started, like there's some really solid home scores in there, like a 94, a 100, and a 97. Um, you know, all in uh, the span of like 15 game weeks 10, oh no but only about like 11 game weeks um, and he's going for about 55 bits so about 9 euros for his limited so um, right now I'm bidding on one of his uh, auctions because I think it might possibly be able to get him a tad cheaper than that but uh, they have an away game to start the season which they will probably lose badly like they did last year and then uh, they're at home to Nkuraguchu, who's not a particularly great team. And uh, I'll probably whack him in my Challenger Europe lineup. So there you go. I thought Utility was pretty good um, for uh, for him. Mm. Uh, now, Jack, I know like we ran a poll on Twitter about Surrey MLB. People that voted were not particularly interested um, in our opinion of it but I thought it'd be interesting just to like quickly touch on some of perhaps the way we're playing it like the way we're approaching it yeah and that like think it's... encourage people that you can actually take part in it without ever actually watching a game of baseball okay I think we can probably quickly go over it anyway because one I don't want to bore viewers and two we also have other commitments to do so yeah probably don't want to make it too long the explanation but sure do you want to do you want to provide your side and then i'll just give input on anything maybe you miss on stuff about it sure so um yeah i think my, my approach initially was uh buy a lot of the rookie cards young players because my expectation is that they will introduce some sort of under a certain age group like you've got in Surya. Under-23 is not possible in baseball because there's actually barely any under-23s that are at playing major league level. Um, based on the numbers, I worked out probably under-26 is kind of the the sweet spot. Uh, so I've been, you know, initially started buying up a number of those players and then came to thinking about how they do the scoring because unlike football, every game counts. Um, and you have them playing like six games a week. So, you know, in a single game week, they can play four games. I think sometimes even five games in a single game week, depending on how they're doing the scoring. But I think usually four, three or four. Um, and uh, so, you know, my focus really has been to let's pick up the guys that are playing every single game um, so they've got a chance of scoring well every single game. And unlike football, particular positions play a lot more often than others. Um, so like all the pitchers for example they don't tend to play more than like once or twice a week because if you're like throwing that hard every day that would just wreck your arm Uh, whereas if you're a you know a fielder or a batter it's not quite as like physically taxing as trying to like wind up with as much power as possible Um, kind of like you know for those that that listen that play cricket or follow cricket or have any sort of interest in cricket if you were to play cricket every day as a bowler, like they would totally wreck your shoulder. Um, very similar thing. And so, yeah, I've been, you know, 
basically going through, picking up those players that are batters, decent batters that pretty much play every game. And um, yeah, it looks like it's early doors paying some dividends. I think my best team's going in really this weekend. Um, you're in the top 100, I'm in the top 300. Um, but yeah, it seems like there's a bit of opportunity there. Um, you know, getting stuck in early, picking up a couple of rare cards. Got any particular thoughts to add, Jack? Mm, I thought maybe I would just add my strategy for just picking up players. So um, I'm kind of trying to just, with with the budget I have, I think realistically I can compete maybe in the rare, t- rare All-Star. I think that's the division uh, it's called. And then the limited one. Uh, the common one and then I can submit all my other players into training if I if I can so I'm trying to look for the applicable players to submit in my team and then I'm trying to just get the best deal possible and I'm only buying players via auction rather than manager sales so I'll like you know filter for what uh, position I, I want and I'll look them up on Red Data and see kind of what their previous auctions have been going for. And then I'll just try maybe get like a 10 to 20% discount on maybe the previous auction or auctions uh, prior to the one that I'm bidding on. So I could maybe try, give an example, but uh, it might take time. But it, I think that's kind of explains my approach or just my strategy for picking up players. So it doesn't necessarily require much research. Uh, maybe if you're bidding like quite high amounts, it might be worth like maybe searching the player name on Twitter and seeing if there's any uh, news about them or if their, you know, prices like dropped like 30% in value since the most uh, previous auction, then maybe there's like something going on there and it might be, you know, a, a deal to avoid. But um, that's just been my strategy. And I think uh, if I can, I try maybe get like, um, you know, the final bid or like the price that I actually get the play for, let's say I get him for $20. I'll try and make sure that the floor price of the player is maybe like 20% above that. So let's say maybe the floor price of a player is like $30 where I pick them up on auction for 20. And then um, I'll also just list the card anyway, just for like $28. So if I was to sell them, that's just like an instant $8 profit, right? So I also kind of have been doing that and I had a bit of success doing that with uh, one player. I picked uh, one player for like $18, I think, and I sold him for $34 uh, the next day just from just listing him up and just listing him at the floor price um, and just got a good deal on auction. So that's just like what my strategy would be. And then I just submit my players in the lineups and I don't really do... Oh, I didn't do any research for this week. Maybe in the future I will, but yeah, that's just how I've been playing and the strategy I would like encourage as I've had a bit of success with it. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, the only one other thing I'll add is when you're putting your lineup together... Um, because the teams play like, like the same two teams will play mm. each other like three times in a row like in three consecutive days um, you can really target that when it's like the worst team in the league being played against so like I've really stacked the Milwaukee Brewers for this weekend not because I really know anything about the team but because they have a pretty good um, decent win ratio decent like scoring ratio and the team they're against is pretty rubbish um, the Cincinnati Reds uh pretty poor at uh, when they're playing away from home Um, and so yeah for the Brewers playing at home I'm expecting some pretty big scores fingers crossed for uh, a W there in the rear and limited Um, Jack have you got any wisdom for our listeners to 
to just go away with and mull over and just chew on and digest mm, mate this is always the most difficult part of the podcast eh? just trying to give a bit of wisdom at the end uh i mean i've, I've definitely noticed that there's like so many opportunities with like um the you know rare players in asia and super rare i think there are so many comparing it to players with similar scores in the european leagues um and i'm not saying to you know pick up these players now necessarily but just keep an eye on them because they are just so present such good value i i think so that's what i've been putting a lot of my attention towards maybe i'll pick them up in the off season but um yeah if i could like give a little bit of wisdom that'd be probably looking at that because i think at the moment those rare prices just keep going down and down and down for those Asia players and it's presenting a lot of opportunities, right? So, yeah, that's my little bit of wisdom. Arigato sensei. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. That, that is us for episode Are you not going to give any wisdom, Joel? Are you not going to give any wisdom? What? Oh, no, I don't, you know, I don't oh, need to give wisdom Mate, as well. you're making me feel feel like a fool somewhat <laughs> you gotta you gotta share some wisdom mate you gotta Why? share some wisdom i feel like you put me on the spot i've got to put you on the spot now some wisdom from me um yeah some wisdom from me is whenever so put out a new competition it is almost always worth taking part mm, okay that's a pretty good one mm, almost always mm. that's us for uh, episode 18 later Thank you.